Welcome to Behind Dorm Doors, a podcast that delves into the world of working in residence housing. In this episode, we'll be sitting down with a residence life coordinator to learn about her journey starting out as an RA, then moving to the other side of the country to continue working in post-secondary housing. Hello listeners, my name is Hayden and welcome back to Behind Dorm Doors. You know, working in residence life may not be what I want to pursue as a career, but it will always be a great experience. However, there are quite a few people who start off as a resident advisor and then decide to continue their journey in residence life with the possibility of moving up to a manager position. Today, I sat down with my supervisor, Joe Brady Quinton. Joe just recently graduated from the University of Victoria and moved to Ontario to continue her journey in residence life. Joe started working as a residence life coordinator in the summer of 2023 and is very passionate about mentoring and leading a team of RAs throughout the year. How are you doing today, Joe? Doing pretty good. Excited to get started. All righty. So you work as a residence life coordinator at Algonquin College Residence. Are you able to kind of describe what you do as a residence life coordinator? Totally. That's a tough one. As I'm sure you know, (laughs) it's a job that's kind of hard to describe. We wear many hats, whether that's working with students, doing student support, whether working with our residence advisors, kind of helping them plan programs and do conduct. It's a lot of paperwork. It's a lot of back-end stuff. Yeah, that's kind of my role. I like to describe my role as I support students and I support RAs in supporting students. That's a good way to describe (laughs) it. A little bit of a short form. Exactly, yeah. I I never know how to describe it again because, yeah, there are so many different different roles, but yes. For sure. What kind of inspired you to pursue a career in residence life? For me, it was being an RA. As you know, I was an RA for a while, and I just, I really liked the job. I know I really wanted a role that was like helping people and working with people in kind of a fun environment. And so I thought I would try it out, and I've been loving it so far. I I like the combination of being able to go out and do programs, and then the other half of the time, just being able to sit at my desk, do paperwork, listen to music. It's like a nice little combination for me. But yeah, I, I never I never planned to go into this kind of career. It kind of just fell into my lap, but I'm very grateful for that. What did you want to go into, if you don't mind me asking? Totally. I did my undergrad in creative writing, and at the time I wanted to do creative nonfiction, so literary journalism, that kind of stuff. Okay. And that was the goal for a long time, but I think I kind of realized that that kind of job it's a hustle it's a it's a struggle you're always working you're always doing that and I think although I loved writing I found that when I would write for class uh, I wouldn't put that passion into my writing that I did when I was just writing for fun and so it kind of made me realize that although I would love to do something like that and really see it as a career choice for me So this job gives me lots of time to be able to go home and work on my own projects and kind of focus on what I want to do rather than trying to freelance around. For sure. How many years did you work as an RA? Yeah, I worked as an RA for three years. So a combination. I did my first year working in a dorm-style building. My second year working in... They were kind of like apartment townhouses for more upper-year students. And then I spent my third year as a senior RA. So I oversaw a team of 12 RAs in in dorm-style. 
which was super fun. Kind of like a middle middle role between an RA and an RLC. Yeah. Uh, it was very different. That's but... what it seems like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was super fun and yeah, really enjoyable. But yeah, three full years, lots of experience. Yes. <laughs> Do you have any memorable experiences? It was so many memorable experiences. I think I've said this before, but I met my best friends, um, Quentin and Maria, as RAs in my very first year during, we call our August training. We were all sitting together and we just all kind of clicked and, and we've been friends ever since. So yeah, just getting to spend time with them. Uh, especially me and my friend Quinton would do a lot of programming towards queer residents. Um, so we would do weekly, like just a weekly group for queer residents where we would do like RuPaul's Drag Race and watching Rocky Horror Picture Show and we did like queer like earring making. So it's always super fun doing that. And just kind of hanging out with the RAs and you know we had like really weird um, I don't know, weird, like, in, in phrases, we were all really obsessed with the wrestler Brock Lesnar, so we would always make, like, Brock Lesnar shrines together, which oh, we is super fun. <laughs> I'll show you in my living room, I have a picture of um, Brock Lesnar that says, oh, it's like, determination, domination, survival, because that was, like, our catchphrase, but... Yeah, I think those are some of my favorite memories. That's just, yeah, working with my coworkers and all of that. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, being a residence life coordinator, mm -hmm. you work a lot with resident advisors. Mm -hmm. How do you work with them to kind of enhance, like, the residence experience for everyone? Totally. I think my job is not necessarily to be like, telling you guys what to do, although it can feel like it. It's more like giving you the tools and seeing what you come up with. So my goal is to, to try and help brainstorm ideas for programming with you, trying to, and this is definitely something I have to work on. I tend to give advice, but I want to really start working on letting you guys try and like come up with the, the resolutions on your own to different like conflicts or situations. But yeah, my role is basically just to, to make sure you're doing okay, like catch up with you guys, make sure you're on track with your work, doing all that kind of stuff and just being a general support, which is my favorite part. Just getting to hang out with you guys and yes. chat and see how you're doing and make sure you're doing good. So a part of your job as residence life coordinator, you're sometimes on call. Yeah. How does that kind of work? Are you able to describe the on-call experience a little bit? Totally. It's very different. I was never did on-call as an RA. We had kind of shifts like you where uh, we didn't have to do overnight. We were just evening shifts and then we were off. Um, so coming in, I was the only one of the RLCs who hadn't done overnight on-call before. So that was definitely a new experience yes. for me. Um, it's definitely at the very beginning because you never know what kind of calls you're going to get at what time. So it's a lot of, there was a lot of anxiety of, am I going to get a call? What's happening? What's going to go wrong? Is it going to happen late at night? But I think over time it, I've kind of calmed down, but it's, it's actually, it's not that bad. It's, you receive usually at least one call a day around the time and it's usually stuff that I can manage from my apartment which I find really nice just talking people through things but a lot of the time it is as well maybe 40% of the time going up and talking to students and and doing things in person so yeah it is very different I find I get most of my calls in the evenings yeah doing stuff like like roommate conflicts or just kind of people who are not interested in following the rules general stuff like yeah. that but yeah, it's definitely, I think, one of the hardest parts about the job because it can be so unstructured. 
and you, yeah, you never really know what you're gonna get. But I think I've definitely gotten into it and feel more comfortable in the role now that I actually, I really enjoy it. Cause when I'm just at my office, I don't really talk to a lot of students. Whereas when I'm on call, I'm more like out in the community chatting with people. So yeah. pros and cons. Which, yeah. yeah, what can you do? What can you do? It's a little spontaneous. Yes, <laughs> very spontaneous. Especially when it comes to being on call, how do you maintain a healthy work-life balance? Totally. That's a hard one. That's a hard one, especially we live where we work. So my office is basically next to where where my suite is. So it makes it kind of difficult to make that separation, whether I'm on call or not on call. But I try and during the day when I'm on call, I always just keep the on-call phone in my kitchen because I know I can hear it anywhere in my suite. I try, I found that if I like keep it on my person, I'll just be looking at it, which is not super <laughs> healthy and then at night I do keep it by my bed so I can hear it but honestly I don't find it that different than just not being on call just making sure that I'm not checking my work phone when I'm off making sure that when I'm not on a call I'm just I'm not thinking about calls and after I got a get off a call and deal with this situation it's very easy to get in that mindset of thinking about it and okay what tomorrow what am I going to do to help with that situation and just reminding yourself like hey this is something I can deal with tomorrow you know this is my free time right now I don't need to think about it just yeah just those reminders for myself that it can be it can be solved another day is there anything you kind of do to like on your free time to kind of relax? I love to meditate. I'm a big meditation person. I got into it a couple years ago, and it's always one of those things where it's like meditating. Like, oh, it's never going to work. But it really does. It does. So it's, I'll just like listen to some like calming music, taking deep breaths. Sometimes I'll like blow bubbles because I find just being able to focus on the bubbles is like super calming just to distract myself. And then I'm also a big reader, so sometimes I'll just put in an audiobook and just listen to that, not have to think about anything. Um, so yeah, those are the big ones to just kind of get out of the, the headspace of work. For sure. Do those kind of help you feel, like, motivated with your job a bit? Totally, yeah. I think because you have, when you have that break and that separation, then when I do come to work the next morning, I'm, like, ready to handle things and figure it out, you know? I think if... I didn't take those spaces, I, I would get too exhausted because if I was thinking about work the whole night and coming in in the morning, it's like, okay, we're doing this again. Whereas being able to create those breaks for myself kind of helped me feel refreshed in the morning and ready to actually tackle things. For sure. Yeah. For anybody who would want to move from being an RA to like a residence life coordinator, totally. do you have any advice for them? Yeah, it's a great question. Just for Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, lots of advice. I think talking to your RLC is a great one. Just spending time with them, um, getting to know them, see what they do in their day to day. I think it's also important to make sure you're taking a leadership role as an RA. I think that that one step, although we don't have senior RAs here, I think kind of our returners are almost our senior RAs. So I think I see returners as having the special responsibility of being able to lead and take those leadership opportunities in, teaching the new staff how to do rounds, how to deal with conflict, helping them with ideas for programming. I think that's almost like a, a first step to what the RLCs do anyways. So yeah. I think uh, the most important part is putting yourself in those leadership opportunities to give yourself the practice. 
Thank you for joining me. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for for wanting to learn about my very, very weird, very different, very exciting job. (laughs) Coming up next, I'll be talking with some resident staff from colleges and universities across Ontario at the Residence Life Conference. Until then, you can check out all episodes at behinddormdoors.transistor.fm and subscribe to be the first to know of all future episodes. Until then, remember the magic of residence life happens behind dorm doors. See you in the next episode.